Hello and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you are tuning in, and hope that you would be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. Well, I want to go into the Word because I really feel like the Lord has given me something to share for the season that we're in. Um, and I hope you hear me by the Spirit. Before we go into the Word, repeat this after me and say, Lord Jesus open my ears to hear open my eyes to see and open my heart to receive what you have in store for me in Jesus name amen go to Colossians 2 verse 6 Colossians 2 verse 6 and it reads as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk in him rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving i'll read that one more time i want to just key our attention on verse seven rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving in jesus name amen i won't be long because my ravens are playing playing today and I heard that the commanders or the whatever they call themselves now um, are praying at one. Um, this is a split church because we have commanders fans in here and um, trying to get them over to the winning side of things. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen. Yes, Phoenix, I'm talking about you. And I'm talking about Catherine right here. She ain't saying nothing. You be quiet, dog. <laughs> yeah, she's saying plenty. She's saying plenty. It's like I may need to consider a church that like commanders. <laughs> Listen, we're starting a new series, ladies and gentlemen, for the time that I have with us. I don't know, but I want to uh, prayerfully. I, the, the baby gives me enough time to finish. So we're starting a new series entitled Rooted. And in this message series, we will be talking about the importance of being rooted and remaining rooted in Christ. When the Lord dropped this in my spirit with all of you, he, um, for, for us to talk about, the Lord began to tell me that um, and, and begin to stress to me that it is very important for us as believers in the day and age that we live in to be firmly rooted and remain because the days that are ahead of us as a church is going to be very challenging. I'm not talking about TCF. I'm talking about the believers, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are challenging days uh, ahead of us. We're living in challenging times. While there are great things that are happening, there are challenging things because it's always consistently trying to challenge what you believe about God. The biggest challenge that we are living in today and has always been a challenge is the enemy does not fight you on your stuff. I don't. You know, all of that stuff. The reason why you may people say, God, the devil tried to take my car. All of that. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. All of that stuff, right? That's not really what it is. He messes with that for a bigger purpose. It's what you believe about God is what he's trying to fight you on. 
it would be really it, see you have to understand that you cannot be ignorant to his devices his biggest way of trying to uproot you out of Christ is to fight you and challenge you on what you believe about God and what you believe him to be because the truth of the matter is is that if people are not firm in what you believe about God you will be easily swayed in your thinking Everything is about what you believe. The wrestle that we fight in this earth is in what you believe. The wrestle that you fight against is in what you believe and specifically what you believe about God. And who is he? And so ladies and gentlemen, we find ourselves in this text of Colossians and I wanna to talk to you from the subject, where are you rooted? because you have your roots somewhere. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul was in prison and he wrote this book. He is not the founder of the Church of Colossae, but uh, Epaphras, the founder of the church, was visiting Paul and described some of the problems that were occurring in this church. He was explaining to him of the good things that the Church of Colossae has done, but he was very concerned for what is trying to infuse and make its way into the church. Colossians, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of written like Galatians. Both of them kind of have similar issues. Paul founded the church of Galatia, but he didn't found Colossians, the church of Colossae. But there were similar things that were going on because there was a one of the, there were two big issues that were facing the church and it's facing it now. It may be in different form, but it's still the same thing. It's fighting what you believe about God. The one first thing, ladies and gentlemen, that they were being fought on uh, that was trying to infuse the church was Judaizers. Who are these people? They were trying to bring New Testament believers back to into bondage to the law by insisting on a return to the traditions of the past, insisting, ladies and gentlemen, we still need to do animal sacrifices and we still need to be doing all of this. You need to still be circumcised. You still need to do all of this stuff. And so they were trying to mix, trying to blend the old with the new. And Jesus said, when he said it is finished on the cross, that means it's been completed. That chapter has passed, and behold, he makes all things new. So they were talking about circumcision, clean and unclean foods. They were still trying to prescribe about the Levitical law, talking about you can't eat shrimp. Now, let me tell you something. I couldn't have lived in that time frame, amen. I couldn't live in that time frame. Who likes seafood in the house? I know I do. Praise the Lord. I, I couldn't live without my crab legs and, you know, the little shrimp boils that they're doing now. You know, I couldn't do that. And they were trying to tell them, hey, you can't eat that stuff that's unclean. However, Jesus visited Peter and told him, don't you call what I call clean unclean. That don't work in this new dispensation. So a lot of times when people try to argue things about the new covenant, they want to take you back to the Levitical law. We don't live under that anymore. <laughs> That's done and away with. I'm going to wear my wool. Why? Because I'm under a new dispensation. Are you hearing what I say? So they trying to blend all of that stuff in. And, and you know, we got to keep the Old Testament Sabbath. We got to do all of that stuff. So that was one part that was coming into the church. 
So we have people with their legalism trying to come in and with their legality trying to tell you what you need to do. Don't you do, don't you wear them tattoos, don't you do that, don't you do this. Trying to look down on you, trying to tell you what to do. That is not a part of the new dispensation and the liberty that we now have in Jesus Christ. Say thank God for his grace. The second thing that is trying to enter into the church that he was worried about is Gnosticism. What does that mean? It ain't that big of a word that I'm not going to explain it to you. It is a philosophy that attempted to explain the universe, the source of evil, the concept of God and man's pursuit of a supreme being and spiritual experience. This sounds familiar. This is the new age thought of that day. What are you talking about, Brandon? Let me break it down to you. You, How many of you, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, you're on all of that stuff, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of see what's going on. And so everyone, they come up with these manifestation journals. They tell you about these crystals. This new, I'm a spiritual, like you are a spiritual being, but now it is me and the universe is one together. We are connected. I don't I believe in a higher power, but I don't believe in the power. Everything is subjective. I can add enough. God of how says that the God of the Bible actually is who he is. That's not true. This is the stuff that is entering in the church. This is what he's concerned about. This is trying to uproot your theology, especially for the African-American community. What we lack right now is trying to find identity. And so now we tell you that this is the white man's book. It is the book of the oppression. That's what we tell you. Money was also used to oppress us too, but we ain't saying money bad. (laughs) This is the white man's religion. Hallelujah. They kept, they want to tell you that, they want to tell you that Christianity was founded at the the council of Nicaea, not knowing that this was been started before a council was even formed. Then they don't tell you because you don't know your history. And so they play on people's ignorance to tell you that there were Africans that were arguing at the Council of Nicaea. And the Council of Nicaea was not even about, ladies and gentlemen, the formation of Christianity. No, 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 no. Christianity was already formed at the day of Pentecost. So let's get that straight. But what they I don't know, don't what they don't tell you is, is that they were African men that were arguing about the Trinity and God and who he really is. Who is Jesus? Is he God? That's what the argument was about. Don't you know that our, that the uh, that the doctrine of the Trinity came from an African man in Ethiopia? You don't know this stuff because they play on your ignorance. And without the lack of, my people perish because of the lack of knowledge. Do you understand what I'm telling you? So, but when you hear that and people don't know that, oh man, I'm throwing the Bible away. They trying to use it to oppress us. I don't believe the Bible because man wrote it. It can't be authoritative. This is all the stuff that is entering into the church. It can't be authoritative. Man wrote the Bible. Even if God himself did not use people to do his will, you would still question if God wrote it. (laughs) Are you getting what I'm saying? There were people who saw, do you not understand when Jesus resurrected from the dead that he didn't hide that he rose? And there were people still trying to argue to them that he was not alive. 
So what am I trying to tell you? What is Pastor B trying to tell you? No matter how many facts are there, people will say that the sky is not blue. It's red. And they will argue to you in your face to try to convince you that the sky is not blue. Because in the day in the world that we live in, this is a part of Gnosticism. This is what this is what this is really what is going on here. And let me tell you something. There is nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. This has been going on since the beginning of the church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's nothing new. So everyone. Oh, this is the white man's religion. This is this. This is that. You don't know your history. And people play on people's ignorance because they weren't never firmly rooted in the first place. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What uproots people is not the things that has happened to them in their life. What uproots them is that their decision of God changed because of what they believed. Somebody must have told you that life would be easy with giving your life to Christ. Somebody convinced you that you wouldn't have any trouble. Just give it to Jesus and all of it's going to go away. That's what somebody convinced you. And while we do give it to him, you are in the world and you will have the same problems. But how you doubt us as the righteous is different. That many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers them out of them all. He didn't say God delivers the unrighteous. He said, even if my people are afflicted, but the Lord delivers them from them all. Say, I hear you. As I'm bleeding, as I'm creating, as I'm building the platform here, ladies and gentlemen, there is so much stuff that are trying to take and uproot us out of what we believe. And I'm here to challenge you, where are you rooted? People are trying to root you in new age, new age, uh, new age the thoughts and theology. And then they, manifest, they, they, they mask it in the fact of angel numbers. Oh, angel numbers, it comes from God. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, I got the same angel number or I got this manifestation and all of this stuff that you don't understand that the enemy uses to, to everything. God, God manifests things on our behalf. It is not that we can manifest anything outside of him. I'm going to make that clear. Manifestation is scriptural and it is biblical. But it is not the way in which you are hearing it out here on these streets. Are you hearing what I say? You have to be careful because it sounds like it could be God. It sounds like it could be actually Bible, but it's not. You understand that angels and demonic powers even understand what the scriptures are. How do I know this? Because even when Jesus casted that demon out of that man who, who had many legions, they said, did you come to take us out before our time? How would they know that unless they had some knowledge? You not understand the devil knows, understands the word of God as well. And that's how he tempted Jesus. Because he was trying to test him in who he was and what he believed. <laughs> the, court, the real test of your life is if what you believe and who you believe. 
Because you weren't tested before you met Christ. He didn't have to deal with you that way. Why? Because you didn't believe in God. You didn't believe. And many people believe in God, but they don't believe that Jesus is God. It's what you believe about who God it really is. And as we are here, there's some traits of this system of this Gnosticism was self-imposed humility, this false humility, the exaltation of spirit world and angels and our ancestral angels and our ancestors are watching over us. I got good news for you today. They ain't watching over nothing. Are you hearing what I say? You got to be careful of all of this stuff that's out here. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The, the reality of the matter is, is that you have a cloud of witnesses cheering you on, as the scripture says. But they ain't not over here watching over you. You got a cloud of witnesses cheering you to make it to what they have known that is real. But their work here on the earth is done. Ain't nobody coming to visit you in your dream. Are you hearing what I say to you? Because I got to come at this, mind, this train of thought that's out here so that you will not be uprooted from the truth. So here's what he says. This, this is the lack of acknowledgement and the superiority of the lordship of Christ. What's the biggest attack right now is the lordship of Christ, that he cannot be the authoritative being. That's what's under attack. What does this got to do with rooted? It has everything to do with rooted because if you're not rooted in him and you're rooting yourselves in this theology and all, rooting yourselves in the lust of the world and the plot of pride of flesh, you understand that you are setting yourself up for destruction. Let's go to verse six because I got to move. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord. This is very important that he uses this. He's saying, having received the anointed one, Christ is the means the anointed one, the Messiah. Having received the anointed one, Jesus, the Lord, meaning ruler, rulership, so walk in him. So this is a two part thing. He's saying, having received them, this is faith. Right here is the belief part, saving faith. I'm believing Jesus. And so then he puts on another aspect of your so walk in him. Are you hearing what I say? You have to walk in him. It is. See, you're not really rooted if you're not walking. You're not a real disciple of God if you're not following. Are you hearing? Jesus said, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow. Hallelujah. Because that proves that you are true disciple of Jesus Christ. We live in a time I heard I was on TikTok. Again, I talk a lot about TikTok because there's, there's a lot of craziness on there, but it's a lot of good stuff. I learned a lot of how to cook on there too. Uh, I'm dead serious. I learned how to cook. My wife appreciates it today. But I just <laughs> Oh man, but there's a lot of stuff that is not true that I tried and it just don't work. But listen. One girl said that she could be a she believes she's a Christian and all of that stuff like that. But she said, I don't read the Bible. I don't I don't do anything. That's God. That's that's man made. I don't do that. But I believe in Jesus. I said, that's this is not possible. That, that's not that's like me saying I'm a I'm a I, like Caleb. You play football. It's like you're saying that you're a football player, but you never even came on the field. 
You, 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 it's like you playing football and there's no football. So how can I be? <laughs> how could I say I'm on the field, but there ain't no ball? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That is not possible. You cannot say that you're a disciple of God and you have an irreverence for his word. It makes no sense. It don't have it don't walk. Like, it don't operate like that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to follow. You have to be a follower of what he, a follower of what he and his word and his decree is. Here we go. First Corinthians chapter 15. First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's go here. Verse one. It says, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received in which you stand. And verse two says, by which also you are saved if you hold fast. The, that word which I preached to you unless you believed in vain. Yeah. What, is, what is Paul talking about? He's saying that you have to hold fast to the good news. What is the good news of the gospel? The good news of the gospel is the liberty that is found in Jesus Christ. The good news of the gospel is, is that there is no longer no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. What is the good news of the gospel? The good news is that it's no longer by my performance that I have to be saved. No, but I'm saved and justified through Jesus Christ. What is the good news of the gospel? That I'm now sanctified in his, oh my God, in his righteousness and that his righteousness has been imputed upon me. What is the good news of the gospel? That now I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. No longer am I dead, but now I'm alive in Christ. Hallelujah. That's the good news of the gospel. The good news of the gospel is more than just I was doomed for hell and that's a very good thing that I was doomed and that Jesus came and saved me. But beyond that, the good news is that I can have eternal life with Jesus. He said, this is what I preached to you. I taught to you that you were just, you were saved by grace. Hallelujah, this is the good news. And he's saying, this is what you hold fast to when you're hearing all of those things that are trying to uproot you. This is what you hold fast to. Hallelujah. If somebody could easily, let me tell you something, this is how people can easily move away from the faith because they believed in vain. They believed in vain. Because it was not enough to root them in Christ. I'm not saying you don't have questions. You're not a real disciple of God if you don't have questions. You're not a real follower of Jesus if you don't have questions. I question God. When I look at this word, I question it. Because I don't question out of a place, not out of a place of, of, of trying to find some flaw in God or trying to find something to disprove him. But I ask questions of the word so that my faith could be stirred up so I could believe it the more. There's another thing that's plugging our church is this deconstruction theory that I'm deconstructing my faith. My faith is not to be deconstructed, it's to be built up. <laughs> I don't need the local church. I can get God by myself and you can, but you won't be a successful believer 
You won't be a successful disciple. Man cannot live. Oh my God, it is not good for man to be alone. You have to get around other people. Listen, I don't come to church for the sake of just coming to hear a word and then going home. I gotta have community with other like-minded people because if I'm not in community with other like-minded people, see, community is more than the fact I can have friends outside of faith, and I can, and I do, and we can laugh it up and we can joke it up, but I can't hang around you that much because I don't want that I don't want to fall back into my old ways and things that God has delivered me from so then I have to get myself around people who believe the same thing I believe about Jesus Christ now let me tell you something you can have other friends but it's what is very important that you have friends that are rooted in Christ so that when you feel like you are about to get uprooted they can help minister to you and say hold on shorty I don't know what you're doing you better remember that good oh my god that goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life when you feel like you're getting low in your spirit you need to tell somebody to tell them stand fast in the liberty in which christ has set you free i need to move here we go he says you got to be rooted say where are you rooted you're rooted. Here we go. Colossians 2.8. Beware lest anyone cheat you from philosophy and empty deceit. According to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world. And not according to Christ. Here we go. Can I share with you about the word rooted? Let's go back to verse 7 of Colossians. Let me take you to verse 7 and we're getting out of here. Where are you rooted? Here we go. Rooted and build up in him and established in the faith. Here we go. Let's look at this word rooted in the Greek. It means to cause to strike root, to strengthen roots, to render firm, to fix, establish, cause a person or a thing to be thoroughly grounded. So what is Paul saying to us? He's saying that, listen, being fully, firmly grounded, established in who? In Christ. There are so many different examples that the Bible uses about being firmly planted. Jesus talks about uh, in one of the parables, he talks about a house and, and, and what they built it upon, the foundation. And this scripture, ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you the significance of roots for a second. I did some homework. I had to do some science. Science wasn't my best forte, to be honest with you. Uh, the science, photosynthesis, all of that stuff. I a little struggled with that in, <laughs> in school. And, and here we go. But I did some research. It says that the, the roots are the they are the base of the tree. They are they are like a house. They are stronger. The, the, the stronger the base, the stronger the structure will be. Here's what you have to understand that without roots, without the roots, the tree would not be able to survive. Hear me. Roots absorb water, minerals, and, nutri and nutrients. Here's an interesting fact that I learned is that having had, uh, that healthy and correct soil for your tree to be planted in is important. Without this healthy soil, the roots won't be able to properly absorb the unnecessary, I mean, the necessary nutrients that the tree needs. Unhealthy soil means unhealthy roots, which leads to an unhealthy tree. What does this have to do with you? 
It makes a lot of sense. Here we go. It says, rooted and build up in him. I want to show you something. Him, when you see the H that's capitalized, is speaking of Jesus, yeah. speaking of God. He's saying that you have to be rooted and built up in him. This is, Paul is using three different metaphors. He used walked, he used rooted, and he's saying build up. Rooted has to deal with, uh, rooted has the idea uh, 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 of of vegetation and all of that, while build up has a thing to do with like a house, like you're building something, a a, a building, uh, like a firm foundation and everything like that. And here we go. Here's Here's the spiritual connection of this verse. That the soil, he's saying, rooted and build up in who? Him. Who? Him. Who is the him? Jesus Christ. All right? So, if he's saying rooted and build in him, what he's saying is, is that Christ is the soil. You are the roots. And if you are going to be rooted, you have to be rooted in the healthy soil which is Jesus the Christ. Christ is the soil in which at the time of us receiving him, that's when he said in Paul, when Paul said in verse six, having received Jesus, he tells them because you've received, now you've been a seed. The seed has now been planted and now you must grow in him (laughs) because he is the environment in which you are going to get all the nutrients all of the water, all of the growth that you need. All right, let's go here. Let's, 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 um, I hear you, John 15, verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Who, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Without me, you can do nothing. Yeah. Here it is. It's as simple as that. Jesus said, listen, I understand. I want you to know I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me. This has the same idea with what Paul is saying, being rooted in him. All right? When you're rooted in him, you will absorb all that you need so that the Christ-like qualities could exude through you. Christ wants to live in you. And those qualities of the spirit ought to show externally. When they have been planted internally. (laughs) Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm telling you this morning? And so the question is, is that so many people, they have their mind that is so rooted on other theology and different things like that. And that is not leading them to growth. Some people are putting their roots in unhealthy ground, thinking that they're going to see a different result outside of Christ. And when they plant themselves, they notice that they're malnutrition. Why is that? Because they're not rooted in the right soil. So if you got your soil in, I'm going to chase the bag. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then, you know, I'm going to add all these other theologies in and we're going to mix it together. You are not getting what you need. And so many people are fooling themselves to think that they actually have it and you don't. Because you, the reason why you are not really seeing really what you want to see in your life and there's still an empty place is because you're not in the right soil. <laughs> oh, here it is. 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 Here it is.
here's else what I learned about trees, and this is why you gotta have the right soil. Here's another thing: is because depending on where you're rooted will determine how anchored your tree is. The roots determine how anchored that tree is gonna be. Why do you notice that certain trees, when you saw in Hurricane Ian that happened in Florida, some of them still stayed? Is because how firm their roots were planted. <laughs> them roots were so planted deep that even when the winds and the water came to try to uproot them, they stood firm. Why? It's because, listen, you not because here's the spiritual connection. Listen, it is crazy to think, ladies and gentlemen, it is what you believe, because if you don't have your faith firmly planted in God and guess what? You will be like, oh, my God, James talks about a man in the book of James and he talks about how he's tossed to and fro. Oh, my God, because he's a double minded man. And the reality of the matter is, is when you're double minded and what you believe believe about God when the winds come in your life when the storms come in your life it will toss you to and fro but when you are fixed on God you will be like a tree planted by the waters all right are you hearing what I said? Because I'm rooted in the right ground. Because the soil in which the tree was planted, even when that came against me, I stood tall. Jesus. Hallelujah. You want to know why people are crumbling under depression? You want to know why people are crumbling with the ideas of suicide and all of these things? It's because they're not in the right soil. I'm living anxious because I'm not, I'm not believing that I'm in the right soil. I'm not telling you you're going to be without trouble, but it's what you believe about God. <laughs> Last week was a long week for my wife and I. It was a long week. A whole lot of crap was going on. But it matters about where you, what you believe about God. Hallelujah. It matters about what you believe because when you know trouble is at your door, you know how to handle it because here's the thing, hallelujah, you know what to do. My first line of defense is prayer and always prayer. The Bible says to pray without ceasing. My first defense, see, but if you're not really rooted, your first defense is not prayer. Your first offense is Jack Daniels. Your first defense is getting high. Your first defense is that. Why? Because you ain't rooted when I'm in firm soil I know for God know that if I abide in him and that word abide in me I can ask what I desire and God will do it for me Jesus I feel like preaching in here cause I'm trying to get you to understand that your heart got to be fixed that even when you have trouble you take on the example of Jesus fixing your eyes on Jesus who is the author and the finisher of your faith for the joy that was set before him and toward the cross despising the shame Jesus, but if you don't understand that, if you don't understand that, in this life you will have trouble. But take heart, for I have overcome the world. You will not. 
it's matter where your roots is Because you can get like David That I was young and now I'm old But I never see the righteous forsaken No, it's seed back in bread Hallelujah Cause I got a hope And I got a future That he that become a good work in me Shall complete it until the day of Christ I gotta go I gotta get out of here But I thank God in here That when I'm rooted I'm so anchored Hallelujah That I got a hope That is the anchor of the soul And Jeremiah 7, and I'm out of here. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when he comes. But its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruits. Hallelujah. He said, listen, what I'm my roots are going to spread. And when that heat comes, I'm not going to fear. When the devil try to turn it up, I will not fear. Because I'll be like the Hebrew boys that were in the furnace. That they turned the heat up. And they say, our God will deliver us. But nevertheless, we ain't still ain't bowing down to you. You ain't getting uprooted when your faith is deep in God. You ain't getting uprooted because then there's a Another man that's standing in the fire. Oh, I thought we threw three in there, but there's four, and it's not Yes, it's not even Jesus. trying to tell you how you win hallelujah said when my roots spread into the river I will not fear when he comes nor will I be anxious in the year of drought I don't care what they projecting over us hallelujah the righteous 
won't be anxious in a year of drought. Because guess what? We're not going to stop yielding fruit because we in the right soil. I don't care what may be thinking. I don't care what fear that the enemy's trying to plant in the world right now and in the earth right now. But I came as a mouthpiece of God this morning to remind you of the hope that we have within and that the hope that lays ahead of us is that at the end of the day that we will not be defeated because we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. I come to remind you of who you are and whom you believe in in the Jesus Christ for the Bible says that he is the same yesterday today and forevermore what soil are you in He's saying being rooted and built up in him <laughs> I feel the anointing of the living God I thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah you be like a tree planted hallelujah i don't care what you're going through right now don't allow the troubles of the world to uproot you out of the truth of you know about god the reason why i can preach like this is because i'm convinced of this truth i will go to my grave telling you that jesus is the son of the living god and that if any man would believe on him he will not perish but have everlasting life i will tell you till my breath is gone out of here i will tell you that you can take heart in him today for in him he's your earnest expectation david said my soul waited silently before god for in him he is my earnest expectation I'm rooted in this truth hallelujah and his word that I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against thee for Lord your word is a light a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path hallelujah worship the living God right here we're getting out of here hallelujah 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 Jesus Thank you, O oh God, that we're rooted in you, Jesus. Thank you, O oh God, that we are part of a kingdom that cannot be damaged or destroyed. Hallelujah. You said upon this rock you shall build your church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. We thank you, O oh God. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, you lift up the standard over our heads. We thank you, Jesus. I don't know who's watching me online or in the building. The Lord told me I need to pray for somebody who needs healing in their body. Either you online or in person, lay hands on the thing that you need healing with right now. Because somebody's sickness is trying to uproot them out of God. Because they didn't think that they would be hit with sickness because they're in Christ. But I came tonight, this morning to let somebody know by the power of the living God that he come to heal you today in the name of the Lord Jesus. And that whatever is the prognosis right now, we decree and declare by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus that your healing is available.
and that it is coming to you expediently in the name of the Lord Jesus. We announce the healing of the Lord over your life in the name of Jesus. And because God is the greatest power we shall never never be defeated hallelujah and because God hallelujah is the greatest power we shall never never be defeated never be defeated and because God and because God the greatest power. He's the greatest power. Oh yeah, we shall never, we shall never, never be. Jesus, I'll give you the opportunity to know him today. He came that you may be rooted in him and experience life and life more abundantly. If you want to rededicate your life back to Christ, it is not God that changed from the situation. It was you. But God has his arms wide open. Say, come back home, my son. Come back home, my daughter. In the name of Jesus. If you want to partner with our church, I would love to serve as your pastor. I would love to do community in life with you as we're doing this journey together. But more importantly, I'm concerned about you being connected to Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, those of you who are in person, those of you who are watching online, repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. Lord God, I don't want to live this life unhealthy and without you any longer. I acknowledge that you died on the cross, that you were buried, and that you rose again, and you ascended to the right hand of the Father for me. And I want to make you the Lord over my life, the ruler over my life. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And our hearts and souls say amen. If you said that prayer for the very first time, don't you leave out of here without us telling you the way of salvation. Don't you get off of this live and not text that number so we can show you the way of your decision today. Come on, if you're glad that you're rooting up yourself in Christ, come on, give God the best praise you can. Come on, give God the best praise you can. The devil is a liar. Come on, the devil. Come on, God. God is exalted. The never Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you would subscribe so you can continue to be empowered by the latest message. For more information about Transformation Christian Fellowship or Pastor Brandon Hill, visit our website, transformationchristianfellowship.org, or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1, 
to the number 94000 or visit our website. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.